From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, March 2nd. I'm Aaron Schachter. Growing concerns over a humanitarian crisis in Syria. Today, the Red Cross says it was denied access to the bombarded neighborhood of Baba Amr in Homs. Also on the program, Iran holds parliamentary elections. We'll hear how the government encouraged people to vote. One of the things which they were writing was that if you don't vote, the Americans will bomb you. That was one of the propaganda. This scares people, definitely. Plus, blimey, we'll tell you which country is even worse than the U.S. when it comes to basic math skills. BBC News with Ian Purden. The International Committee of the Red Cross says its aid convoy in the Syrian city of Homs has been denied access to the Baba Amma district. The president of the ICRC, Jakob Kellenberger, said it was unacceptable, as many people there were in desperate need of help. The blocking of the ICRC mission comes amid accusations of widespread human rights violations by the Syrian authorities, as Jim Muir reports. Activist groups have accused the regime of holding up the convoy because it wanted to clear up the evidence of what they called its crimes. After rebel fighters from the Free Syrian Army staged what they called a tactical withdrawal on Thursday, there were allegations from opposition sources that there had been revenge killings, including the slaughter of some entire families. One report said that ten people had been summarily executed behind the cooperative building. Such allegations can't be verified, but as long as the Red Cross and Crescent are being denied access, they're bound to give rise to disquiet. The Red Cross has told the BBC that it's received the bodies of the two Western journalists, Marie Colvin and Remy Oshlik, who were killed during the shelling of Homs. Javier Espinosa, a Spanish journalist, was trapped in Homs with them, and he's been talking about his experience. It was very systematic. They start shelling at 6 o'clock in the morning, they finish at 6 o'clock p.m., so there is no place where to hide because there are no shelters. You just wait in your house, waiting that they don't hit your house. And uh, there is no basic uh, stuff like uh, milk for the babies, like bread, like uh, water. Very basic things are running out completely. The French president, Nicolas Sarkozy, says the Syrian authorities will have to answer to international courts for their crimes against Syrian civilians. He was speaking at a military airport near Paris where he personally welcomed home two French journalists, Edith Bouvier and William Daniels, who were smuggled out of homes by Syrian activists. The top religious council in Afghanistan has demanded that those responsible for burning copies of the Koran on a NATO base should be tried in public. Ola Gerin reports from Kabul. Senior Afghan clerics said burning the Quran was a crime and those responsible should be publicly tried and punished. The clerics said apologies would never be enough. President Obama has apologized for the incident, as have NATO officials. A joint Afghan-American investigation into the burning and an American legal inquiry have not concluded yet. The final decision on punishment, if any, rests with NATO's military commander here. Officials in northwest Pakistan say more than 50 people have been killed in two separate attacks in the Khyber tribal region bordering Afghanistan. In the first, militants attacked a security post, and then later, a suicide bomber targeted a rival militant group in the same area. World news from the BBC. 
Protests have been held across Yemen to demand that the army be purged of officers loyal to the former president, Ali Abdullah Saleh. Uh, tens of thousands of demonstrators called on the new president, Abdurraba Mansur Hadi, who took office just last week, to honour his commitment to restructure the military. Russia has offered to restore diplomatic relations with Georgia for the first time since the two neighbours waged a five-day war in 2008 over the status of two of Georgia's breakaway regions. The Russian Foreign Ministry said it welcomed a proposal from the Georgian president.